On March 30th, Indiana Governor Holcomb signed an executive order to cancel or postpone all non-invasive and non-essential healthcare facilities in Indiana. This order applies to all healthcare providers. However, the discretion is left to them whether services can be delayed or postponed if it causes harm to their patients. The World Health Organization classifies abortion as essential healthcare. However, many states have gone as far as to completely shut down clinics. The order is said to have been pressured to happen by many pro-life organizations, members, and politicians. According to Time magazine, many states such as Texas, Ohio, Iowa, Alabama, and Oklahoma have already taken steps to temporarily ban procedures by clinics during the coronavirus outbreak. The Indiana executive order does not completely ban abortion, meaning that some services are still available for Hoosiers and some clinics have remained open for emergency care. After expressing the healthcare facilities that would be put on hold, such as hospitals, surgical centers, vets, dental offices, dermatologists, and abortion clinics, Holcomb stated publicly, quote, "Unless of course by doing so would cause harm to the patient, in which case I would leave up to the doctor to determine and decide. Any and all medical expertise and personal protective equipment first needs to go toward defeating COVID-19." End quote. U.S. Republican Representative for South Bend, Jackie Walorski, publicly sent a letter to Governor Holcomb classifying abortion as non-essential. She said, quote, "...such a clarification would demonstrate Indiana's commitment to the sanctity of life and to protecting not just the unborn, but all Hoosiers, since it would help reduce the spread of coronavirus and conserve vital resources." End quote. All Options Pregnancy Center is a national client-centered organization that provides support for people through pregnancy, parenting, abortion, and adoption services. Executive Director of All Options Parker Dockeray spoke on behalf of the organization and how they have been dealing with the effects of the pandemic during this time. Dockeray described one of the center's primary source of care to people in Indiana, the Hoosier Abortion Fund. The program will be 5 years old this May. The fund provides diapers, pregnancy counseling, and support for all options. Dockray said that last week they got twice as many calls as they normally would get. This, she said, is most likely a direct result from people getting laid off, losing wages, and losing insurance and healthcare aid. When distinguishing the difference between non-essential and essential healthcare, Dockeray explained that dentists and doctor offices can only provide essential and critical care that cannot be postponed. She said a lot of family clinics are not doing things like pap smears and doing things remotely to continue to help. She continued to say, quote, "Abortion is an essential healthcare procedure in all times and even more so in a pandemic, not less. It is not less essential in this kind of situation." End quote. The issue of abortion clinics being essential and the availability of women's health care has been a raised issue and tense subject long before the pandemic arrived. Dockray expresses this by explaining abortion care in Indiana. You can only access abortion care in Indiana until you're about 13 weeks pregnant as it is. Um, so we work with a lot of people that have to go to Illinois um, or Ohio to find care after 13 weeks. And that's, so that's another factor that like, you know, if somebody's 11 weeks pregnant now, they can't wait for two weeks right? Um, or three weeks or a month, um, or that means they're going to have to travel even further and potentially put everyone at more risk. So the more we can get people in um, for essential care, 
quickly, the better. Dockery expresses her feelings on the issue, taking states like Texas, for example, who have explicitly ordered the closure of all abortion clinics unless it is to save a life or health of a person pregnant for the next couple of weeks. People, it is going to be getting later abortions because if they can't get the medication abortion um, and they have to wait a month, you know, until hopefully this is either resolved in the courts or things loosen up a little bit with public health restrictions, then people, we're going to see people seeking second trimester abortions um, when they really didn't want to do that. And so I think that... Doc Ray went on to express the importance of getting public health care for women and why the pandemic is putting more women in danger financially and physically. People are even more desperate to access abortion care safely now than they are under normal circumstances when it's already difficult because, mm-hmm. you know, of course it's all the things that are happening, the uncertainties, um, the uncertainties about safety, about health, about, you know, does coronavirus affect pregnancy? What happens if you go into labor? Can you bring a person with you to the hospital? I mean, there's just a million things um, floating around and people are losing their jobs and they don't have, you know, then they're losing their health insurance. And so it's not surprising that more people are um, considering abortion and looking and reaching out for resources and not able to access services that they would have been able to access, you know, before this happened. So in terms of what all options priority is right now, Dockery said that the organization is fortunate to be already working remotely and have started working from home while still providing most of its services. All Options provides a number of services, including a national talk line, their abortion fund, and the diaper program. The diaper program has been providing diapers to residents in Bloomington and has seen an increase in customers recently because of people losing their jobs and having issues affording diapers or finding correct diapers from stores because of bulk buying. Through emergency funding from United Way and the City of Bloomington, the organization has been able to still provide diapers to people's homes with a no-touch-no-contact delivery service to give people what they need. Making sure that we're trying to meet people's basic needs, which we know um, so many people are suffering right now, and trying to to do our part to do that, um, and making sure that we're, we're not putting anybody at risk, our clients or our staff. Or. As for the long-term effects, Dockray says that it is clear that many of the healthcare facilities will face issues longer than the duration of the pandemic anxiety. She explains how All Options has had to think ahead for the safety of their organization and how the pandemic has made a dent in the public health crisis already in the U.S. So this are going to last for a long time, so we're already thinking about kind of how do we keep you know, how do we restructure our diaper program um, and the abortion fund? You know, the abortion fund is pretty much works in this kind of situation, but just making sure that we're raising enough money and that we're thinking about how, how we keep doing this over the long term if we can't have people come back into the center. Um, but I do think, I mean, it's just this whole situation has really exposed a lot of the public health crisis and the just the failure of our safety net systems, um, which those of us that work in this, you know, do this kind of work, supporting people who need diapers, supporting people who need abortion funding, it's like those things shouldn't be things people come to a charity organization for. That should be provided. They should have enough money to buy diapers. They should have insurance coverage that covers their abortion. Um, so we've always been kind of working in this public health crisis. And I think this, the pandemic, the coronavirus is really revealing just how bad the support is for people. Dockray expresses the negative effects that the health facility ban will have on abortion clinics, especially for those who have to remain closed for at least two weeks. You know, most abortions are provided by independent 
abortion providers. So like not um, right. parenthoods or sort of bigger organizations, but like real community-based clinics. Um, and they don't, you know, they can't survive for a long time with um, these restrictions and, you know, and the added burdens that are being put on them. And, and so I think there is some, some real danger of like in Texas, you know, if those clinics stay closed for too long, they may have a really hard time reopening. And then even when you get to a more normal situation and clinics are able to reopen, then you have even less access um, in those areas than you had before. Um, so it is, you know, and I, I feel that way for all of the small businesses. I just think, you know, everybody is, it's yeah. going to be a real struggle to, to see what, what we can come out with on the yeah. other side. For WFHB, I'm Katrine Bruner.